Good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Tuesday, February 8th edition of the Basement Academy. Let's step into the gymnasium of the soul for a few minutes, beginning with a psalm, Psalm 128. It is one of our pilgrim psalms that would be sung on the journey to the temple in Jerusalem. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem and may you live to see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Amen. Just short and sweet, written, of course, as the Psalms are and the Proverbs are, kind of from a, a male perspective. So I trust there's no offense as we read these scriptures for those sisters among us. It's the picture of a blessed home, a marriage, a family life. Those who walk in God's ways, who fear the Lord, who live in that ready responsiveness and awareness and attentiveness to God. And so may God's blessing rest upon us all and our children's children. Uh, some of us have not seen that yet, uh, but uh, we pray God's blessing upon each of our homes and families. Okay, we are now talking about the practical aspects of character formation, how we work a transformed mind and a renewed heart into our fingers and bones. So head, heart, hand. How do we get the vices out of our lives and the virtues into our lives? Kind of the way we do anything, the way we learn any uh, skill. <laughs> and it, it, it's going to sound, um, it's going to sound simpler than it is, but it is not more complex than it is. The, the language that the church has used through the years is spiritual disciplines, uh, exercises, uh, drills, um, activities, uh, uh, practices, methods, you know, like our Methodists, right? They're called Methodists because there was a method that John Wesley had for cultivating disciples, being involved in these holy clubs or these holy bands, a small group, and a set of questions that would be asked regularly. And there was a method for forming disciples within the Methodist movement. And so every field of endeavor, okay, lay the church aside, lay spirituality aside, just every field of endeavor, um, art and science, uh, music, mathematics, architecture, right? Botany, uh, history, sports, medicine, you, you name it, you, computer science, you name any 
field of endeavor and there is a body of knowledge to master. There are things to know. Maybe the virtues aren't there quite the same way, but there is a love for the discipline, a love for the, of the science, uh, for the uh, field of study. So typically, you know, it's, it's, it's a love of that and, and it's learning to um, understand. There's a comprehension. So not just mastering things by rote memory, but the knowledge, the, the skill, the discipline, the trades are, are certainly this way, certainly this way. That, that knowledge begins to inhabit. You inhabit it, it inhabits you, right? There's a kind of an indwelling. You begin to understand there's an attentiveness to material. Certainly artists, uh, craftsmen have this experience. You must understand wood uh, and fabric and, and paint and light and shadow and, and all of this canvas, you know, all of these things. Uh, music, you know, pays attention uh, to notes and scales and intervals and, and all of this. So every field has a way of developing expertise, skill, mastery, understanding, ability. There's repetition, there's reinforcement, there's correction. So that's why when we're studying, we, we, we uh, complete uh, the homework assignment, we turn it into the teacher, the teacher marks it up, not angrily, but for corrective, instructive purposes. Oh, I see where I went astray on that math problem. Oh, I forgot, you know, how a free body diagram works. You know, so there's, 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 there's a, a kind of a mentoring or apprenticeship process. We've talked about this in the past. Discipleship as apprenticeship. It's the skill of loving. It's the skill of, of praying. It's a skill of... Uh, engaging our world with justice and mercy and compassion. It's a skill that we must learn. And so the, the tools by which that happen in the history of the church, the, our, our, our forebears going back centuries and centuries, the Evagriuses uh, and the Thomas Akempuses, those I've been citing in recent days, these monks and others, that they spoke of a set of disciplines, practices that help to subdue the heart, that help to shape the mind, but, but train the body, physically train the body, okay? And so these uh, disciplines are laid out for us as the means of developing a Christ-like character. It's just that simple. And part of me wonders, you know, every time I teach this material, why not start here? This is week five of talking about this stuff. Why not start with the spiritual disciplines? We could have been doing this. You could have been four plus weeks into these activities and these drills and these exercises I don't teach it in that order because it's understand. I want it in the largest, 
framework, but then it's this understanding the mind of Christ, understanding the role of truth and scripture, and, and, and that is essential. And then the virtues and the vices and the heart, as we've talked last week. So that now, if you're still hanging with me, right? I mean, there may be folks who bailed out, you know, of this series on, on day one or week one. But by now, there's this, how do we do it? Tell me, I want in. Tell me how it happens. <clears throat> and so hopefully some of it is to set the hook to, I'm not trying to reel you in in any kind of conspiratorial way or, or deceptive way, but that, okay, you're convinced you want in on this. There's something about that discussion of virtues last week that, I want that kind of life. I want that for myself. I want that for my loved ones, my children, etc. And so the exercises that we talk about by way of spiritual discipline, we have to think in terms of, I, I, for me, the athletic metaphor uh, or imagery is probably best. With the Olympics going on right now, pretty helpful, okay? So every one of these Olympic athletes that we're watching, there are hours and hours and hours, was it the 10,000 hours, right, to, to develop mastery at something? Hours, days, weeks, months, years of repetition, of drills, of technique. Some, you know, of, of just training their muscles, and so there's just physical strength and conditioning, but then there's, you know, the movements that are made, the triple axles and the double toe loops or whatever it is in the figure skating. I, I don't know the difference. It's just spins to me. But the, to those who are trained, they can look and they can see, oh yeah, he, he came out or she came out. She turned it from a triple to a double. You know, what's an axle versus a Lutz versus a toe loop? I don't know. I know the names, but I don't know the actions. But those athletes know. And there's precise moment at which the skate digs and then they throw their arms in a certain way and there's this repetition so that in the heat of competition, they're not thinking about, they're just doing it. So it is with Christ-likeness. We train ourselves with certain disciplines away from the public eye, right? Jesus talks about doing your prayers, saying your prayers in secret, giving your alms in secret, fasting in secret. This is the language of spiritual discipline, closeted prayer. I don't need to pray in front of people. I pray away from the crowd. I, I don't, I don't, you know, trump up in front and give my, give my, you know, offering so everybody can see what I'm doing. I do that quietly, secretly. Uh, God alone knows, but there's something about those the, those those the regularity, the the repetition of these uh, activities, that over time form the character so that we can be skilled in living a Christ-like life. When when something happens, a, a disruption, an interruption, a, a tragedy, um, a word, an insult um, comes to us. We're trained, we're ready to respond to that. And so some of what I'm gonna talk about may be the first time some of you've heard this, which is um, my heart is sad if it is the first time because 
My guess is most of us have been at the Christian way for a while. And so shame on me for not having leaned into this more over the years at Greenwich. I've taught it, but not, you know, regularly. Um, and so I'm just going to list some. We're going to go through these over the next couple of days. There's three sets of them that overlap, but, but three authors that have influenced me. So Dallas Willard, I spoke of him before, The Spirit of the Disciplines. He talks about the disciplines of abstinence and the disciplines of engagement. Again, I'm going to go through this tomorrow, but I'm just so you hear this to hopefully come back tomorrow, okay? The disciplines of abstinence, okay? So we're abstaining from something. Solitude. We're abstaining, excuse me, ex abstaining from company. To be by ourselves, to practice that. The discipline of solitude, of fasting, of abstaining from food. Chastity abstaining from sexual activity, and, and it's beyond that. Uh, the discipline of sacrifice. I let go of money. I let go of goods. Uh, the discipline of silence. I abstain from sound. The discipline of frugality. Again, I, I, I abstain from indulgence. I'm frugal. The discipline of secrecy. Ooh, I abstain from gossip. I abstain from being a, a busybody, uh, need to know it all. I just hold my tongue. So these disciplines of abstinence, abstinence, then the disciplines of engagement, where we're engaging the world. Study, I engage in, in, in God's word and the words of others. Celebration, worship, so I go to church, I sing my songs. Disciplines of prayer, I engage uh, God in, in psalms and prayer the discipline of confession. Oh, well, we Presbyterians don't do that. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> and you should too. So I love these Psalms. It, it provides occasion to confess our sins daily. The disciplines of worship, being gathered together with God's people in the sacraments. Disciplines of service, um, of fellowship. So actually joining with other Christians to inquire and to strengthen and to, for accountability the discipline of submission, Woo! where I submit myself to authority. I submit myself to other Christians and others who, who guide me. And so disciplines of abstinence, disciplines of engagement. Again, I'm gonna go through, I'll, I'll put the list up on the board. But I want you to hear that. These are skills, Dallas Willard, uh, recently deceased, recent last couple of years, but a wise guide in the Christian faith. Uh, Richard Foster has written the book Celebration of Discipline. He's probably the one who first kind of got this popularly on the scene uh, back in the 80s, I believe it was. The inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and the corporate disciplines. Inward disciplines, meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. So this is cultivating the inward life. The outward disciplines, kind of, it, it requires some discipline with regard to our outer world simplicity okay similar to frugality solitude submission and service so again there's some overlap with uh, dallas willard the corporate disciplines that we engage together that you do in community uh, confession worship guidance and celebration okay so guidance sneaks into the list how we discern God's purposes together, how we speak, 
how we reflect. And, and so, again, I'll go through this in a, in a couple days. Uh, we'll go through Foster's uh, disciplines. And then Eugene Peterson um, uh, of Blessed Memory, uh, one of my favorite pastoral authors. And he writes, um, he doesn't categorize them, but he simply says spiritual reading, the manner in which we read scripture and other works, spiritual direction, that is being in conversation with others that, that guide us in the way of Christ, uh, meditation, so contemplating God's word, confession, fasting, bodily exercise. Peterson identifies that as a spiritual discipline, like Paul beats his body and subdues it, so we exercise to, to, um, to maintain a strong spirit, we also maintain a strong body. Sabbath keeping, so he identifies Sabbath keeping little more than just worship. So abstaining from work for one day uh, a week. Dream interpretation, interesting that that he identifies as a discipline within the, the, the Christian church. You can find that, of course, in scripture. Retreats, the discipline of retreats, the discipline of pilgrimage. So you, 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 you pull aside in retreat with others uh, or by yourself, and the discipline of pilgrimage, we, we journey towards a, a goal together. Tithing, he just names it, where you know the others talk about frugality and, and sacrifice. It, tithing. Giving 10% is, is a discipline. Uh, journaling, recording your thoughts. Sabbaticals, so taking a, 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 an extended rest. And then the discipline of small groups, okay? And so very different uh, set. Peterson's has a, a little bit more of a pastoral tone to them because he was a parish pastor, whereas Foster and Willard were a little less so. They were in, involved in the academy, in, in the university. So let me just leave it there. These are exercises to train our hearts, train our minds, train our bodies. They are tools to cultivate the garden of the heart. So these disciplines help us to uproot certain vices and patterns, the seven deadlies and other tendencies within us. And they help us to plant this, these virtues, uh, these fruits of the spirit uh, and, and the like. And so um, it's, a, it's a whole lot <laughs> of disciplines and it can feel overwhelming. But the engineer, the scientist, the athlete, uh, the violinist, uh, you name it, the artist, <clears throat> if, if you presented to the you know, high school junior or the you know fifth grader, all the things that are going to be involved with them to master the thing they say they want to do when they grow up, they might be overwhelmed. And so this sounds overwhelming, but as these begin to be engaged in and you practice these, things happen and they build a momentum. They're, they're self-reinforcing. Many of them are difficult. It's hard to do. We'll, we'll talk more about that. So let me stop here. Uh, hopefully whet your appetite for the next couple days. We'll go through uh, the lists. I'm intending to go through Willard's list tomorrow, uh, Foster's and then Peterson's. If we run into the fact that, oh boy, this takes longer to explain, then we'll just stretch it out. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for the wise guides who have gone before not simply Dallas Willard, Richard Foster, and Eugene Peterson, but uh, sisters and brothers, our, our forefathers and mothers, 
that have shown us the way to cultivate a godly and holy life and godly character through Christ. May it be so in our lives that we are trained under the influence and discipline of your Holy Spirit that we might reflect the grace and truth of Jesus in whose name we pray and who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, may the God of mercy, new mercies, which are fresh this day, may he refresh you, encourage you, strengthen you, discipline you, so that you may participate in the fullness of Jesus Christ, now and forevermore. Amen.